1: Thursdays, Lori and Julia kicking off here on My Talk 107 Everything Entertainment, streaming at MyTalk1071.com, also on the MyTalk app. And the official kickoff to summer happening this weekend. And we have a listener rewards this month that might just help you out. You can listen for a chance to win a Summer Lakes Beverage Prize Pack, including a Yeti Cooler stocked with their bootleg and Luna Paloma mixes. Go to MyTalk1071.com and see all the prizes in our listener rewards. I mean, a Yeti Cooler and delicious drinks. What? There you go, Holly.
0: Oh, gosh, this is cute. Uh, we got an email from Linny B. And talking about, you know, we were talking to uh, Kate uh, Landrick about her book, Women with Silver Wings. And uh, the women Air Force pilots mm-hmm. called WASPs. In World War II. Mm-hmm. And uh, Linny is letting us know there were six WASPs from Minnesota. The most known is likely Betty Strophes, a dear woman who passed away a few years ago. TPT is replaying her show next week, uh, next Wednesday, the 27th. Watch Betty Wall, Girls Don't Fly on Channel 2. It's an intimate portrait of how one small-town girl became a flyer with the Women's Air Force Service pilots, also called WASP. Betty uh, Betty Wall is a testament to the struggles and victories faced by this little-known group of the greatest generation, as told by one of the women who lived it. And during the broadcast, you can post selfies to honoring the WASP, But she also, uh, and obviously, Lenny must have, uh, she's seen this before, but she said uh, a Betty Wall quote, oh, I tell you, if you didn't think I was a hot pilot, all you had to do was ask.
2: I love that. I love I love learning about, you know, because we all had history and stuff growing up and our And there's just so little on women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just Mm -hmm. love all the new books that are coming out, bringing like yeah. It's just so wonderful. wonderful. It really. I'm happy about that. Thank you, Lenny B. And that's a cute
0: name, isn't it? Yes. Uh, Pray for the state fair. They're going to talk about it tomorrow. Okay. I'm having a sinking feeling. My brother. I really think uh, it's. I just am I having a sinking feeling because restaurants aren't opening June first. I mean, you know, except for outside. Well,
2: the only Lori
0: which I on my walk today I went by Groveland Tap and they've taken over their parking lot because the, the core yoga place is closed and they had like 10 picnic tables spaced out in their parking lot. And I lot. think
2: like they said, you know, they're going to be more lenient with
0: But le- it, but if you only have room for 4 tables, it's not even worth would it be worth opening, I wouldn't think so. I mean, I don't own a restaurant, but Anyway, something is something,
2: maybe, maybe something it's just hope. Is. Minnehaha Falls, this is uh, in the start screen to today. Yeah. Sea salt, Love that place. so good at Minnehaha Falls, is going to be opening this Friday. Um, Obviously new rules, but here is what's going to happen is they're going to have takeout 11 30 a.m. to 2 30 and then dinner for lunch and then dinner 4 30 to 7 30 mm-hmm. no patio all the chairs and everything will be locked up but for right now you would order online pay online go pick it up social distancing how you pick it up but you can enjoy the food and maybe have a picnic at minnehaha yeah. falls but bring your own chairs and all that kind of yeah, stuff yeah. and then um you know starting june 1st when people can, you know, sit down outside at a restaurant, that mm-hmm. may change, but um, that's happening. And some other places like Lake Harriet, the Bread and Pickle, which is uh, yeah. by Lake Harriet, that takeout is going to be open starting at 7 a.m. Um, I cannot pronounce the new Lake Calhoun name, but a Makaska? Bade
1: Makaska. Makaska.
2: Makaska. Yeah. Um,
1: that place. <laughs> 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 or Bidet Makaska. I've heard it both ways. ways yeah. Just to confuse you So more. you think <laughs> of a Bidet.
0: Bidet. Ma- ma- maska. Mm-hmm. That's the tricky part.
2: Yeah. This. Ma- yeah. Okay. I'm already saying it wrong. I know. So, mm-hmm. so Holly, thank you. Yeah. Um, but remember their, uh, the Lakeside Pavilion that burned down last yeah, year? Yeah, the fish. Um, They are going to be um, having food trucks there. Mm-hmm. So that'll be another option for outdoor stuff. And then at Lake Nicoma's, the Sandcastle, which is a beachside beach side restaurant, they're going to be um, opening on June 3rd, the outs- outdoor stuff. Yeah. So we'll be catching up with more of this. I can't... Uh, brother number two, not mm-hmm. the one you're married to, mm-hmm. sent me a text this morning and said, keep your fingers crossed because they're voting tomorrow on the state fair.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope it... I mean... I don't know. I just feel like it's going to get canceled and we should just, we've known it in our hearts and it's just one more punch to the face and the gut and everything for everybody. You know, it's just, it's, it's well, really, when I was
2: telling you yesterday what the Ohio State Fair or some other state fair Tom was doing and I wasn't allowed to talk. And this is really early in the year for us to be allowed to talk about the state fair. Oh, and you, your know, it.
1: you your Laurie's know it. You know it. I'll never have <laughs> Holly, that rule again. Thank you. <laughs> it's not even Memorial Day weekend. No,
0: I know. but if
2: the food, you know, the food. I don't even know when we, if we got food stuff, uh, the new foods this year. I don't it, even know because that usually would come out early. It usually would come out like
0: the second week in June. And did you buy...
2: You and have tickets I have to tickets see. for Tim McGraw. Yeah, you do. I, d- I was too late. Yeah. Um, But what they're doing is they're doing a drive, like you can drive through and pick up State Fair of Food kind of okay, thing. Okay, that's Which fine, might be... But, uh-huh. Well, whatever. Yeah. Let Maybe me, you can drive through and hear yeah. Tim McGraw play. No,
0: that's not going to happen. I just... It makes... the. Uh, I know. Uh, 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 it makes you sick. And when you said summer's coming, I'm like... Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, I know. it's. <laughs> really? Okay, so we have uh, just another little snippet of a story because we haven't read the book yet. Um, The Chiffon Trenches, Andre Leon Talley's...
2: Love the title.
0: ...fashion. It's his memoir, and it's just all the buzz. But, of course, all the buzz has been about all the Anna Wintour. Right. Here's a little Andre Leon story that's in the book because he is 70, and he's been on the fashion scene... It's like 1980 or something. I mean, I don't know what year it was, but um, maybe even before that. But um, here's what he writes in his book. Halston used to have me over for dinner. And I watched that Halston documentary on a flight somewhere. You did. It, In it the last good. two years. Did, did you, see you have L. that?
1: No. But you recommend? Oh, I liked
0: it so much. He was such an interesting guy. I would. I think I'd like that. Yeah. He has an interesting story. And I love the Halston look. In fact, when my dad got married to his third and final bride, I wore a purple jumpsuit that was inspired by Halston right down complete to the polyester blend it was I feel made like out of. Halston <laughs>
2: designed for your two figures. Yes. Flat and straight. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, yeah no. because yeah, a curvy girl like me wouldn't I don't feel like this is because Lauren Hutton was his you, muse. You, she, and was she was, one was of very them. flat and Hugo straight. You go yeah Allie yes.
0: McGraw would yes, have Liza back then. Class, Bianca Jagger, Yes. So here's what you he write. Halston used to have me over for dinner and he would serve a baked potato with caviar and sour cream. And for dessert, a small mountain of high-class cocaine <laughs> served in an Elsa Peretti Sterling Silver Bowl. Ads tally, I snorted a line or two always to be polite to my host. And that was it. I never wanted to feel out of control. My destiny was not to be hooked on cocaine. And, um... He writes, Of course, cocaine that was hardly unusual in the era of Studio fifty four. The new wave designers were working, loving, and living on a regu- on a regular diet of cocaine Then the then the drug du jour and Hulson thrived on it. He was known to partake and afterwards stay up and change a whole collection overnight presto a masterpiece. And we do see that in the Austin do. documentary, basically. Yeah. I mean, it was just That late 70s into mid 80s, it was was a cocaine. It was like, it was cocaine. It was like fat or something. But it was, it was very. Ever present, oh, always uh, around, and no one thought anything of it. No,
1: well, there were advertisements for hi-fi stereos and like where you would put your cocaine on it. Yeah, legitimately was out there, very
0: cavalier about you know that and stuff. So So you could afford it. So Mm -hmm. that was just another little story, and he also got very upset in an in an interview because um, the the interviewer. In intimated that Anna Wintour made his career, and he ooh, just ooh, said, ooh. "That is absolutely." I not made true. my career. Well, because he worked for Diana Vreeland at the Costume Institute before he joined Vogue in the early '80s, he considers himself and is a fashion student. So he was like, "I was into fashion way before Anna." And oh, I love go. that! All right, listen, we'll be right back with random thoughts.
2: You know, I saw this story the other day. You ever noticed that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if... And
0: now, Julia's random thoughts.
2: He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. All right, here is what is going on, people. Um, do you believe this? So think of when you have a big decision, like, should I marry this person? Should I have a baby? Should I quit yeah. my job? <laughs> I mean, big, big, big decisions, and you're like... I don't know how to make this decision. To do a pro and con list, and and um, someday let's just flip a coin.
0: Uh, I wouldn't be flipping a coin on a baby, but okay,
2: okay. Well, they're saying people are happier when they make a big de- con- decisions flipping a coin, and this is a new study by Steven Levitt, an economist at the University of Chicago, and he's one of the authors of Freakonomics, and he just said that, um, you know, should I get my Quit my job. Should I propose? They didn't say have a baby. Should I get a tattoo? Blah, blah, blah. But six months later, after people flipped the coin to make the big change, they were happier than people who didn't do it. Um, And there's two takeaways from this, basically, is what they're saying. Um, If you're thinking about a big life change, odds are you'll be happier doing it. It's kind of the thing, you know, should I do this? Because if you're thinking about it and thinking about it. Maybe and,
0: that's what Harry and Megan did. They flipped a coin and, and they're like, and it, screw it, let's go to L.A. Let's
2: go to <laughs> where it's sunny and hot 24-7. But so, um, you know, All right. that might work. Okay, yeah, I mean, try it. That might work. Um Most people can't remember when they last put on a real pair of pants. And this came up yesterday hmm. when a colleague of ours um was, came by to see us and mm-hmm. social distancing and mm-hmm. you're like, Julia, you know, you look fit or something. You Laura's like, how can you tell? She hasn't worn anything with a zipper in a month.
0: I pretty much have seen nothing but no. in athletic Oh no, wear. the
2: beginning of this, I wore every single pair of pants I own that is in my closet. Oh,
0: that's right. But that's, I did been, that for that's weeks. how long this has been going on. I know,
2: it's been going on forever that it was going to go in the second round of those and I quit. So I've been wearing athleisure a mm-hmm. lot. But people can't remember
0: if they have even worn, people haven't worn them forever. Yeah, I, be, I I completely, I mean, probably the only reason that we all are wearing pants is because today, we are coming to work. Yeah. Right. I mean, I've never been a person, I don't know that I've, I, 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 the only time I come in here with baggy pants is if, when she gets a I had a spray on tan before <laughs> oh, I was going on a vacation. Oh, oh say is so <laughs> be the only time right. because i don't feel put pulled together right in that but if i was staying at home like in, on the weekends i got my wide-legged yoga pants on mm-hmm. my comfy you know leopard if i'm feeling feisty pajama bottoms my
2: pajama bottoms. and in and slippers so people yeah, and, and i think everyone's wearing tennis shoes or just comfy flat shoes there isn't a lot of heel there's gonna have to be like Heel training to go through if you, when you do go back to work, if you're a heel wearer. when I mean, your feet aren't trained for that anymore. Yeah. Oh, damn. Say it isn't so. But guess what? Minnesota won. Minneapolis was chosen uh, after a year not making uh, number one. Minneapolis has been chosen as the best
0: park system in the country. Back on top. We I think they usually do win it. I think they the usually, yeah, they I usually mean, they do. kind of amazing. When, yep. When you meet somebody they almost always will say to you, oh my, you guys have the most amazing parks. We because, St. Paul was number three. So okay. it was Minneapolis
2: was number one, two, um, one, D.C. Mm-hmm. was number two, and St. Paul was number three. And But that's ne-
0: what people remember about visiting here. They kind of can't believe. The green believe.
2: spaces and the pretty trees. Yeah, you can bike anywhere, walk anywhere, right.
0: skate anywhere, it seems like it.
2: Yeah, we've got some beautiful towns. Yeah. We do. In my area, we have a little tree disease going on and. In- it's bothering me.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amongst I, many things, you've I got know. a lot on I your got the shoulders tennis right net up. now. I you got know. the
2: tennis net up. You know, I've been calling and calling yeah.
0: and calling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm so happy about that. I mean, put Julia on your project. It's a hound.
1: Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
3: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by
0: the Item YouTube channel. Officials, she's no, the person. Just wait. I've got more on my list.
2: Just wait. No, I am like a
0: little barker. I'm a little yapper for things. Okay, do you guys think I and mean, today's the first day for Geminis, so like if you've got a Gemini in your oh. life and you already noticed that whoop whoop ba doo woo woo stuff it, is going on. Okay,
2: this is the best description <laughs> and, and <laughs> what yeah, that <laughs> is <laughs> real. It's happening. does oh, a
0: whoop, whoop doo even mean? Betty poop astrology. Mean, yeah, it <laughs> means like maybe the Gemini might also be thinking in their parallel universe. Did you guys see how that was trending everywhere after I brought
1: that up to you? That time goes backwards in a parallel universe? That's
0: right. I mean, we barely talked about the UFOs a couple weeks ago.
2: because we don't talk about
0: it. But But, I'm just saying, saying, (laughs) the alternate universe was trending that much? Julia, it's a wild sci-fi Twilight Zone thing that has been confirmed. Just add it to the list of weird stuff of 2020. Oh, yeah. my god! Murder hornets. Yeah, the Australia burned. <laughs> worldwide pandemic. Um, you know, I mean, there's been so much stuff that's happened in World War Three scare. Remember that happened? Oh, gosh, how could we forget? Kobe and Gigi died. And, yes. I mean, all the sporting, all the music. Yeah, I mean, now a parallel universe, and it's only May, and it's the Gemini month. Oh, Lord oh lord be real kind to your gemini friends they have two personalities to deal with already well there's a mercury retrograde <laughs> they got the two it's, 2020. it's a balancing
2: act The parallel universe of running backwards we're getting
0: younger now i universe. know okay
2: well here's something kind of cute dolly parton is making personalized birthday e-cards so she's teamed up with american greeting cards And um, if you go to American Greetings website, you can find out how you can send a birthday card message from Dolly herself. She's just trying to spread joy, people. Uh, Just trying to spread. She's spreading
0: every Thursday. She's
2: spreading the joy. She's spreading the joy. Who else is spreading the joy? Now, this makes me, this makes me worried. Do you believe that, like, no one wants to go see a movie in a movie theater anymore?
0: Uh, I don't want to believe that. Well, I, like... Um, I mean, here's the thing. If you're surveying people about crap like that now, mm-hmm. of course their answer is going to be no. Right. I, my theory is it's a skewed survey. You well, ask people's opinions about a lot of things right now. Because, because there's too much uncertainty. There is. And there's too many... I mean, yeah. So I would believe, yeah, would you rather... Go to a movie theater right now or watch it at home. Oh, I'm going to say at home right now because we haven't gotten. But I think the minute we get something, something that we get some kind of an all clear way of being able to go back out. People are going to be wanting to go back out. We're sick of our houses. We're sick of our homes, you know, and then if you're not sick about you, sick of your home, maybe you're worried about your home. There you go. You know, so, I mean, you can't really, no one's going to answer positively. That's why they shouldn't survey anybody about the fair right now. Lori, you're right. People are going to say no right Right. now. They're not going, but that's, you know, two and a half months away. We don't know what we don't know. What we don't know is happening backwards in the parallel universe. And who can say? (laughs) And who can say? (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back.
2: Thanks for hanging out with us, Lori and Julia here on MyTech 1071. And as many of you know or or don't know, the uh, Minneapolis, the Twin Cities Film Festival has been going on right now and it goes on through midnight this Saturday night, and it's in its 39th year, and because of the COVID 19, this year they've had to do it virtually and it's been a huge success. So that's just great, great, great news. And we are delighted right now to um, welcome Spencer Pratsman, who wrote, directed, edited, produced. Um, and it's his directorial debut, the movie Bridge, about the collapse of the 35W Bridge that happened in, uh, on August 1st, 2007, I believe. Welcome, Spencer.
3: Hi, happy to be here with you guys.
2: Oh, my gosh. So I was lucky enough to watch it last night. Lori's mm-hmm. going to watch it this weekend. What a powerful movie. Um, what, you know, what even you live in Seattle. What was your connection to doing a documentary about the fall of the 35W Bridge here in the Twin Cities?
3: Well, you know, it it was a story that I felt as as an outsider, and there, I just want to say that there's already been so much amazing stuff done by the the Minneapolis community. You could look at uh, Vance Gallard's bridge exhibit, which he took photographs of survivors, first responders, and I think there was a lot of wealth of stuff done within the mini uh, Minnesota and state level. But as someone who lived outside of it, I remember it coming on the TV, and in a blip, it was it was off. It wasn't talked about this this huge event that was so big not just politically but for the for the people there and i was like i can't believe that no one's no one's actually talked about it and tried to make it a bigger nationwide nationwide story my grandparents had done a road trip they, they're from wisconsin okay and they had passed through the twin cities a couple of days before on a road trip back so you know it's like i wondered you know at the time had they gotten stopped up my grandfather loved to stop and shoot around you know cities Mm -hmm. whenever he was road tripping so it's like they could have they could have well been there and you know i can't believe that it's a story that hasn't kind of branched out larger so i i kind of as an outsider just wanted to tell it because i think it's a much more universal story than something that's just local to one area and it did human story it
2: is a human story and your your documentary um is describe describe it for us
3: yeah, so so you know it, it happened 12 years ago now and what I wanted to come back and do with this piece was instead of now that some of the politics have subsided and the new bridge has been built I wanted to come back and come at it for the stories of the people that were there not the lawsuits and arguments in the you know state senate about bridge funding I wanted to come back and talk about the people story cuz that's the ripple that I think is felt Felt the most, so I came back and I talked firsthand to first responders, survivors, families who lost a loved one, um, and just tried to get all these different people and see how one one moment on a Wednesday afternoon, you know, is still felt, and it really is felt in so many different ways, you know, in some bad ways and in some good ways, to see how much people can overcome um, in so many so many different ways
2: it It's so good i I we got the we link posted like, the trailer yes, for people the to, trailers to watch. posted and also if you're just joining us we're talking to Spencer Pratsman and in his, mm-hmm. his movie is Bridge about the collapse of the thirty five w bridge It's a documentary. And it is airing right now at mspfilm.org. It's all posted on the Lori and Julia show page, the link. But also for my talk listeners right now, it's usually uh, the films are $10 a piece, but you will get it for just $5 nice. and you enter a special code my talk 39 R and that's all on the Lori and Julia show page ready okay. for people all linked up and okay, ready. Cool. It's so powerful. And I, and I think for us, we lived here, you know, I've forgotten a lot about it and it it was just such a um a powerful thing because the survivor stories are so amazing and then the attorney you know the Chris Messer and the t- attorney that did all the work and then the newspaper Jim Walsh mm-hmm. and then we have RT Ryback I mean it's about our community it's right. about our people and the first um, responders and so many it was just really kind of nice to have it have it told. And wrapped up as well, you know, and yeah. talking about, because you spend time talking about how it failed, how the bridge failed, and we, living here, got this in bits and pieces, you know?
0: Well, yeah, I'm I was, just, I don't know, I don't know, yeah. I guess so. It depends on how much you follow it, but it was a very, very deeply upsetting thing if you lived here. Yes. Because it was so shocking.
3: It, it really was, and I was, I was hoping with this to kind of be able to have, a more long form discussion mm-hmm. about it because, you know, it is so easy to put it into a little sentence, you know, that's, that's one thing in the New York times somewhere, or just to really shrink it down and minimize it and turn it into a local. It, it is so many people's lives and not just for the people that were on the bridge, but so many people outside of it. And like one, one moment for me making it was uh, a man named Rick craft, uh, rescued several people and he was just on his way home. He wasn't on the bridge and just ran out of his car and they gave some pieces of the bridge away to survivors who were on the bridge a couple of years later. But Rick was never invited because, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't a survivor. He was just a person that was there. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of this cool moment that, you know, I was worried making this admittedly because it's such a sensitive story that I was like, I don't want to mess it up. I don't mm-hmm. want to, you know, do anything worse, but Rick enabled, he was able to reconnect with one of the people he saved after 12 wow. years. And wow. uh, that man gave him a piece of the bridge. And it was this moment for him and to, that he was finally able to take this piece and kind of have his own form of closure and kind of be able to, to move on. And that was kind of, it helped me honestly that it's like, well, maybe this movie will just kind of, go out there and no one will watch and that'll be fine. But I at least know for Rick,
0: mm-hmm. it's,
3: you know, it's yeah. done something for one person. And that, that was kind of the conceit of the whole thing It's like it, it's a hard, it's a hard thing to talk about, but so much has happened in 12 years. though it's trying to look at all the different ways that it's changed and grown as a, as an event.
0: Yeah. Well, you I know, mean,
3: it really was a special project to be a part of. Oh,
0: was it, was it, was the most difficult part, like just tracking down people and, Because I just think of how someone who's from Minnesota, you know, people are kind of reticent, and you know, there might be this, you know, thing they don't want their story. Was it was how was it to get people to agree to be part of this?
3: You know what? It actually was not okay. It wasn't hard. Well, and I, the only there's one person that wasn't able to speak, and it was a it was actually a schedule conflict. Okay, um, she had she had someone that was sick in home, she needed Mm -hmm. to take care of them. And I think that really comes from that this still is a story that people want to talk about. Right. It's a difficult story, but there's, there's incredible value in, you know, talking about these things and, and not just looking at it as a documentary, but mm-hmm. talking to each other, looking at other work that's been done. You know, there's a beautiful memorial down by the river and mm-hmm. they have little inscriptions of all the 13 people that, mm-hmm. that passed away on that day. And I think it's, you know, it's, People people still want to talk about it, and there's value in it. And I was happy to be just another voice um, of many that have have talked about this. And I hope that continue talking about it.
2: You must be. I hope you're proud, and I hope your family's proud of you, um, because it really is. It's hopeful. It's sad. It's it's um, about recovery and healing, mm-hmm. and just. Takes you back to that day so prominently because Lori remembered we had just
0: gotten off the air. Right, it was My, a sunny, it was a hot day. Hot Your night. sister from Montana, and it was just like it was in town. We remember holy it vividly because, like, like the week before, I'd gone over that bridge right after work, like going over to St. Anthony, Maine. I mean, it's everyone and, and, drives it. Yeah. I mean, the, we have a lot of bridges that connect the two cities here. People kind of don't realize that we sort of take them for granted.
3: That, I mean, it's great It didn't even it didn't even have a name. It was just I thirty five West. It was right. a, you know, a number.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's just, and I mean, it? I think one of the things that um, I, I guess for just someone who lives here, that's been a, a healing thing that that bridge when they got it up and they I don't know that they've built a bridge as quickly as they did yeah. that bridge and everything and it was necessary needed, but every time something of significance happens or there should be something to note or memorialize that bridge the whatever they did with the engineering the lighting that it has the ability it was purple when prince died and it matches it's they've had it be other colors and i i i find that to be i don't know comforting i don't know what other people think but i thought that was kind of a cool thing that they did yeah i think
3: there's been a lot it's just so much outpouring and i think that's that was really such a takeaway when I got invested in It's just to see how much people poured out from mm-hmm. hearing. It didn't make it into the documentary. But R.T. buyback was talking about how the hours after it happened, people were bringing all the hot dish that they could <laughs> make in their homes yeah. to the support centers, you know, on that day and then months passing, the volunteers that helped out. And in mm-hmm. the years, this stuff has been you know, Chris Messerly, the attorney, fighting to get that memorial made, mm-hmm. artists like like Vance and so many others around the state, you know, pouring their souls into making beautiful pieces of art about this to, to move it forward. And it's, it's such a testament to how strong Minnesotans are, and it really was just empowering for me to be a part of it.
2: Oh, that's just so cool. All right, the the movie is Bridge. It is airing right now and a part of the Minneapolis-St. Paul Film Festival and it's mspfilm.org. And again, my talk listeners, there's a special code, go to the Lori and Julia page. You only have till midnight on Saturday night to see it. And um, it is so worth it. I just love it. And you can also download it so you can play it on your Apple TV on yeah, your main how, yeah, TV and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. But I also want to say tomorrow night... Spencer, you are having a a Zoom Q&A at 7 o'clock. It's free, but you have to register if you want to be a part of it. So you would go to mspfilm.org. And then have you done one of these before?
3: You know, it's going to be a first, but I'm I'm excited.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just have do your have your... your own
3: home. I'll be, you know, wearing a button up on top and pajama pants on yes. bottom. It'll be fun.
0: Yeah. Well, just make sure you have your iPad up at eye level so you're not looking down yes. or people don't have to look up your nose. He's that's... a filmmaker. Oh, that's right. Okay. You're you know a filmmaker. That. Well, we're so
2: <laughs> delighted to meet you and this is a powerful um, piece oh, of thank m- you, movie
0: making. Spencer, do you know what I your next you. documentary is gonna be about?
3: You know, I I don't yet, okay, think I'm gonna take a little break and just kind of yeah. enjoy this one it was a it was a big ride um but you know stay tuned for the next one all right, yeah. well,
0: thank you it was yeah. nice to meet you, and thank you for uh making this documentary bridge. It's yes, thank you guys. Mm-hmm. yes, it's so
2: worth it, you guys yes, really so um, and the code is my talk thirty nine r um the movies oh this you guys will love it, Holly, you'd love it too, all right, so when we come back, it's time to to Hollywood speak.
3: So, what are you trying to
0: say? Hollywood! Hollywood speaking!
3: What is the meaning of this?
0: All righty, people, let's do some Hollywood speak. Oh, Matt Lauer debuted a tattoo on his arm, Julia, mm-hmm. in a font I'm going to call Drunk Doctor. Um, but uh, loud. the uh, the quote on his ink, uh, I I just don't even know what to say about this. Uh, it what? says, "Hatred corrodes the container it's carried in." That's what he got inked and in drunk Dr. Font on hatred on corrodes. the inside of his arm. Uh, you don't need to really Hollywood speak. I the can uh, he- the, uh, the 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 Tattoo ink because it is was only used two years ago. Alan Simpson, when he gave it a memorial to President George H. W. Bush, he said that in that funeral, in that eulogy. Okay, oh, okay. So Matt Lauer is quoting a hatred quote on his arm. That Alan Simpson gave at George H. W. Bush, and I'm just gonna say, Matt Lauer, you better hope Ann Curry doesn't get any ideas or any hate, oh, because okay, uh, that's funny. She could destroy you probably with one a one word tattoo. I mean, honestly, does he think he's showing everybody Ronan Farrow and all the women he accused by? I mean, is that just he's 63? You guys, oh, I don't get it. His first hat. Oh, bless his heart. Bless his heart. Thank you very much. I mean, honestly, well, that's good. Uh, But seriously, I don't know if he knows that or if he thinks it's something or maybe his therapist was quoting Alan Simpson to him and he wrote it down on his notepad. And then he just said, hey, I'm going to get that right on my arm. It's just so pathetic. Well, it's what, lame. when is it too old to get a tat? It's that is lame. Would he that that he deliberately had his sleeve rolled up? He knew he would have the paparazzi following him because he wrote that thing. I mean, he wanted the world to see. Take that! I'm not going to hate myself. It corrodes the container, and that's me. And I like me. Sick burn. I'm going to go to my room now. I know. It's just, oh, that made me just cringe for him. I mean, he deliberately had his sleeve rolled up as he's dropping I on, saw it. You know. I
2: saw it.
0: Okay, Skeet, all You know, I was heartbroken that um, Jughead's dad on Riverdale. What happened? Is leaving Riverdale. He was one of our first men in studio. CBS brought him in, in I remember. Studio. Oh, in studio. In okay. studio. Beautiful. And of course, fog. we loved him back in the day when he was considered the uh, poor man's Johnny Depp. It he was. Because like, he came of the age they were up for the same roles. Remember he told us they're both the same age, you know, good looking. Anyway, we just about died that he was in studio because we've liked him for such a long time, but I've loved, loved him on Riverdale. Oh, and I mean, we, we Jericho before that, and before that, just a beautiful... Yes. Oh. Anyway, it's bad enough we've had to deal with the loss of Luke Perry, Archie's dad. Now Jughead's dad is leaving at the end of this. Well, it's already over, but here's what he said. Uh, you know, and he was a gangster, and then he became the sheriff of the the town, F.P. Jones, and started uh, boinking around with Betty's mom and you just can't make it up, but I mean, this show, cults, murder, evil board game, bear attacks, stick monsters, underground fight clubs, candy drugs, I mean, you can't make this up, so here's what he says. I'm leaving R- Riverdale because I got bored creatively. He said this on his Insta. I, I kind of love How's that. that? That's the most honest answer. Does he say then, how's that? Yeah. Okay, I love that. Here's what I think it is. I'm going to Hollywood, Hollywood speak Skeet Ulrich. Riverdale is CW television. It's 22 episodes a season. There it's have a, been it's five a seasons. Kelly Rippa's husband, Mark Consuelo, yeah. he plays Veronica's dad. Yeah. I mean, we have seriously hot moms and dads on this show. He doesn't even get that much of a storyline, but yet he has to be around. And he would like to do other things, it eats up too much time. It's nine months of time. There you go. That's what I think. For no storyline. I mean, we're gonna he find really, We're gonna find out. There's season five. Um, he said no one's getting killed. I uh, love be, that
2: he just admits that.
0: I know it, but I I do think the I just think it's twenty two episodes. Annette's I think like, everyone wants to go to the eight 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 episodes. Or eight th- to ten or twelve or something. Such a better number. But, you know, for, I don't know. Anyway, so that's what I think. He's just tired of having his time all tied up there. What do you think? I think you're right. Holly, what do you think?
1: Yeah, kind of like Ruby Rose, maybe. Just yeah. not wanting Same to thing. put in the work.
0: Same thing, you know, the 22 episode uh, deal. Okay, how about this one? Please make sense of this. Yesterday, Kim Kardashian dressed up in her driveway in a blonde wig and blonde uh, or white chaps and white underwear. And just, you know, let us know that, uh, you know, she likes her quarantine chaps. <laughs> All dressed up with nowhere to go. That's what she said.
2: Excuse me, where did I put my quarantine chaps? <laughs> it really is a funny picture. And if that was like, she would just look like, she looks like a Dallas cheerleader meets... You know, I don't know what. Yeah, kind it's just kind of hysterical. Well, listen, people are doing different things during quarantine. Some are getting dressed up, but then guess what? We find out she's, she's trying wearing. to sell us skims. That's exactly
0: right, Julia. She's still
2: working, Lori. Yeah, things still need to be bought and sold during quarantine in the Kardashian family.
0: They're still filming for crying out loud. That's true. Okay, what do you guys make of this? Pete Davidson, he's back on Instagram. Again, how many times has he quit Instagram?
2: Well, this is like so many people. I don't I don't know why they do this.
0: He's got a project to sell.
1: New movie coming out. Like it, the, King oh, the King of Staten Island. Oh, the King of Staten Island. Yes. The Judd Apatow movie. So that's they're right. like, get out there and sell the movie.
0: Reignite your, fire it back up again. Do you think that's a standard part now of like people that are doing projects, is in, in their project now, is the social media, maybe it's one of the bigger things that they... They Have to agree to, yeah.
1: Don't totally. think so. Hollywood well, because yeah. I feel that
2: way about Sofia Vergara because she's usually silent and she's yeah. all over it right now. And she's going right. to be in America's Got Talent, which comes back this Sunday night. Okay,
0: we got a Hollywood okay. speak. Why did Lori Laughlin and Massimo Giannulli plead guilty in their college admission scandal today after months of saying we're going to court, we're not guilty? Rick Singer did this. Why now? What do you make of them suddenly deciding they didn't want to fight this out in a trial?
2: Okay, because... No one really cares no, about them no, anymore? No, Joy, you're no? just
0: pathetic at your okay. Hollywood um, legal speak.
2: I'm, I'm doing 17 things right now,
0: but All let right. me focus uh, on you. How about you, okay. Holly? Do you have a, a Hollywood um, legal speak
1: on this? The Hollywood legal speak is that they knew that if they went to trial, more dirty laundry would air that they cared to have in public. They always were going to plead guilty. It was only a matter of time. And here it is now. Thank you. I'm glad you could do that because that's my right. case.
0: Because here, I think they might have gambled, and their lawyers might have been pushing that because then it would be more billable hours hey, the prosecutors, it's possible they'll make you a better plea offer. But I bet this was always the offer, and she finally came around. She's going to have to serve some time. The word is, you know, that she's got two months in prison, 100 hours of community service, and $150,000 fine. He's got five months in the pokey, 250000 fine, and 250 hours of community service. So I just think... they just came around to it, and they were like, okay, so they didn't plead guilty.
1: This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for 2 Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup, so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More. Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Right now, get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton Shred. Accessories like non slip grip resistance bands, a
0: heart rate monitor, yoga blocks, and more. Take your workout to the next level with Peloton, motivation that moves you. Hurry, this limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access memberships separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.